quite frankly, uh, supporting local artists, you know, from our own college, it means a lot because uh, you never know where that small push or that, where that small nudge might get them later in their lives. Hello, everybody. My name is Arman Khan, and I am the president of the ESL of St. Joseph's College. Welcome to the very first episode of Yours Truly Josephite, an SJC podcast where we will try and update you with everything that is happening in and around college. Focusing on the social life of college, we will get you exciting and exclusive news from associations, council, and the like. It is also our goal and our vision to engage in meaningful and mind-expanding conversations with guests ranging from industry leaders, professors, and students. To begin, for our very first episode, we will be talking about this one particular skill set that is known to be among the hardest to master, but it is also important and very crucial for one's personal and professional life. We will be discussing about the art of diplomacy. And for this, we are very excited to have our very own student body president, Ms. Shruti Lal, and the president of the Sociological Association, which is known as Social Zest, Mr. Neeraj Tom Savior. Hello guys, how are you guys doing? Hi Alvan, I'm super stoked to be on yours truly. Uh, I'm glad that I have this opportunity with you, being the first time. Thank you for having me here. The Same. feeling is completely mutual and Tom, how are you? Uh, I must say that I'm really glad to be here. My feelings mirror exactly those of Shruti's. I'm so glad that you thought of me for your first podcast. It's an honor to be here. Dude, the honor is mine and like, honestly, can I call you Tom because that's a seriously cool name. Yep, my uh, my international relations teacher just started calling me Tom. So it's a trend in DJs. That is amazing. I'm going to call you Tom from now on. So before we move ahead, before we get into, you know, the uh, depth of everything, uh, into the details of everything. Uh, how are you guys doing this quarantine? Shruti, why don't you tell us what is the president of the St. Joseph's College is doing <laughs> Actually, um, to be very honest, my first few months were terrible. Uh, I did not it. I just wanted to go back to Bangalore. Um, right now, I'm in my um, I'm I'm in the place where I grew up, Mangalore. It's on the coast um, of Karnataka, and I really want to get back to college. Uh, my friends, you know, actually do uh, productive work, but uh, these days uh, it's been getting better. I would say I've been reading, taking one day at a time. And um, it's, you know, listening to good music, it's, it's going much better these days. I'm glad that I've had the transition from a terrible complaining lockdown to a, okay, this is, this might just get better sort of lockdown. Uh, well, you definitely did sound like a president. <laughs> uh, man, um, I honestly say my quarantine, like yours, you know, was in the starting, it was filled with a lot of hurdles and stuff, but now it's so much much better but i'm sure neeraj is up to oh sorry tom i'm sure tom is up to a lot of great stuff tom tell me what are you doing this quarantine um so i had the kind of like reverse shruti's quarantine i came here <laughs> thinking that it would be something like you know one week two week two weeks i i wasn't a fan of coming back to mumbai i'm in mumbai right now this is where i was uh brought up and from all all my life and so once I came here the first month, April, um, I started, you know, I thought, you know, exams would be there. Let's start studying. I studied a bit, um, like chilled a bit. But then from May, it just started breaking down. And I guess the whole May, I just spent, you know, lying around Netflixing. And then again, uh, we, uh, the sociology departments um, approached me to, you know, start uh, offering technical advice on for webinars and stuff. And so this past month has been 
about webinars we have done uh, about eight uh, actually i would say sorry uh, 10 international webinars up till now so been pretty busy this past month um, hoping to come back to bangalore and have a respite well 10 international webinars sounds amazing tom um, we're so glad that you are handling the sociological club in college. But let's 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 delve into why we're actually here, right? Uh, so, Shruti, um, why don't you explain to our listeners what exactly is this entire concept of being diplomatic? You know, uh, many might know the textbook understanding of it, but if you can, in simple words, can, uh, break it down for us. That would be great. Well, sure. You see, uh, when any person would think of diplomacy or being a diplomat, obviously it's, uh, you know, you'll always think of those fancy people in embassies and, you know, probably uh, the IAS, uh, IFS uh, officers and, you know, fancy dinners, meetings, international talks, nuclear weapons, all that jazz. But uh, <laughs> the truth is, I think diplomacy starts at a very small age. You know, every person has to be diplomatic at some point in their lives. Um, it could be as simple as solving a family drama at home where, you know, you don't, you cannot pick sides. You just have to be the middle person and you have to be the negotiator. It can be in your school where, um, you know, you have to take a lead on a project or when you have to pick, uh, pick people uh, for your group and another person wants to pick the same person and you know you gotta not really fight it out but be smart and be a little wise about it so i think uh i wouldn't call myself uh you know a diplomatic person because uh you know i still have so much more to learn but i think being uh you know diplomacy is all about taking control of a situation and slightly using it to your advantage some people might find this, you know, cunning and crooked, but um, that's only if your motive is, uh, you know, if you're a terrible person and you have a terrible motive. But diplomacy is one of the greatest tools, um, especially for students, you know, students uh, during this time when so much is happening in this uh, country, this world, uh, actually so much is happening in this hmm. both uh, elements, uh, you know, both scales. And, you know, you got to weigh that and put out a solution. So that's what I think diplomacy is. And uh, I'm I'm glad I'm in a position to at least say that, you know, oh, 20 years of my life, been dealing with a few people. So I think I've learned a few things in the way. <laughs> uh, you actually bring out a very interesting point, you know, when you talk about motive behind the diplomat. Uh, I was actually reading about diplomacy quite a while back, and I did read about this one uh, part where there are good diplomats and there are bad diplomats, right? Diplomats that use their power and their skills for the good of the society or for their personal benefit. So I think that's a very interesting point. But listening to your discussion, Shruti, um, you sound really experienced in this, in this, you know, field of things. And I remember you telling me this really fun story of yours, you know, your uh, your growth in Joseph. I, I'm sure the listeners would love to listen to our president's, you know, growth story in the very same college, you know. So why don't you, why, if you don't mind, why don't you, you know, tell us about it? Uh, all right. So it's... 
So I don't think it has, uh, you know, it 100% has everything to do with uh, our uh, discussion here, you know, the art of diplomacy. But, um, you know, to put it very shortly, uh, I was an Aloysian. I mean, I am an Aloysian. I come from St. Aloysius College from Mangalore. I did my PUC here. And um, in PU, I... I was involved in everything. I, ha I had my finger in every pie, you know, in every activity, and it was the two greatest years of my life. And I came to Joseph's, and I was uh, I was angry because you know I had to leave my hometown, which I, I wanted to leave, but I didn't think it would be as great as Aloysius. And the first. I still remember it's so vivid. Uh, it, this might seem super cliche, but the first thing I did when I walked into Joseph's for my admission with my dad, I thought, can I be the president of this place? Like, I want to be the president of this place. Uh, this is the most cliche thing any, anyone can say, but um, going back to my first step in Joseph's, literally my first step, and experiencing one terrible year because I I didn't like it. I hated uh, every everything about Bangalore and slowly taking all this environment and soaking it in, embracing it, using it to my advantage, uh, not not necessarily uh, to become, you know, to contest in the elections, but actually to become a better person. I I think it's uh, it's a great, it's been a great journey. It's just been two years and my third year is just starting and uh, it's it's beyond beautiful. So I didn't really want to become president or get into all this, you know, high level uh, stuff in my first year. It was just in the beginning of my second year that I thought, okay, maybe I could do this, you know. <laughs> so my journey went from my first thought, uh, okay, I have to roll this place. <laughs> To my first terrible year, then the second year came, and uh, and and I wanted to do something for my uh, alma mater, and uh, that's uh, that's basically what it's come to, <laughs> you know. The end result. I'm here. I'm talking uh, to yours truly, Josephai, Tormand, Neeraj, and uh, it's been great. Well, Shruti, uh, I don't know if you agree or not, but that was one inspiring story because it's very important that you know as soon uh, like like you said as soon as you joined joseph you had this vision of becoming the president you stuck to the vision and even though your first year was not how you wished it would be you still you know perceived and like now you are literally the president of our college and we are so glad to have you as our president uh and congratulations Shruti. i know you'll do a great job uh but but neeraj do you have any cool stories like this um, so I'll try to make it a cool story. It's a pretty, I would say, okay story. So actually, I again, I never really wanted to come to Joseph's because I was brought up in Mumbai. And I've never had any, like, you know, I've never been, ch changed any places. I've always been in the same school, same, uh, same uh, lo location, whatever. And it's always been, I don't like change. I used to, I used to hate, hate change. Um, and then I had to come to Bangalore and once you take someone from a major city like uh, from like Mumbai or Delhi to another major city like Bangalore, they can't stop comparing things. That is, this is different here, this, that is different here. And again, when I came to St. Joseph's, I just saw a, a few PGs and I didn't know how I was going to survive this three years. I had this vision of myself just, you know, laying low and, you know, just getting through three years of college. 
but again uh, college started and uh, things turned out for the better i guess because for example uh, i have this firm belief that whatever happens to you will always end up being for the better in some or the other way for example um so i really want after seeing the state of the pgs i really wanted to get a uh, place in the hostel a college hostel and i remember like being extremely dejected that you know the college hostel doesn't have any places left so again uh, for one month i i just crashed on the floor of my cousin's place and then i found this really cool place like i have my own apartment in bangalore for a really small price which is like you know i don't know a lot of people um are really amazed so i think it turned out for better and again uh, uh, professionally so when i came here i was kind of you know kind of homesick a lot because i missed my home i missed my mom uh, but and i never really envisioned that you know it would you know i would really fit in but now two years later i think everything turned out for the best because now uh, i just you know just last uh, last two, uh, two weeks before i became the president of social zest and i believe that i have been able to do something really great here and even if i think about it even the story of social zest has something like you know has a lot of diplomacy in it so even in social zest um i didn't envision that you know i would become some sort of a great leader through social zest because i saw there is a lot of talented people and so in the first year i just stuck it out i just you know did my best the, and then you know uh, second year i started actually voicing so i was really afraid to go to the staff room okay because um talking to authority figures teachers and that sort of thing used to be very terrifying to me and it was only in the second year where i discovered that you know all the teachers are really um, you know open hearted uh, most of them are and talking to them is really easy if you know how to talk so and then in second year i started seeing a massive personal growth that is more confident uh i started you know even social just uh, there are a lot of people so you need to you know to present your ideas you need to kind of be diplomatic okay because it shouldn't offend anyone because a lot of people have ideas for example um last year uh, i was the assistant editor of the sociological magazine and which is a truly great magazine to started by the now retired dr beren lucas uh so and we focus on a lot of issues but so last time um, i had dengue okay so when the theme of the magazine had to be fixed and i had dengue so i was back in mumbai and they just fixed the theme without asking me and so i went around and the theme they decided to fix was gender although very good topic i felt it was too narrow so then i had to you know diplomatically approach ma'am and then ask her can we you know change it maybe then i had to present it to the uh, core committee and the way i did it is that I, so i really wanted to focus on intolerance and pluralism and those so I, the way i did it is that i i went about it very really diplomatically i told ma'am ma'am in in pluralism even there's gender pluralism so it's inclusive of everything and ma'am was like oh yeah this sounds like a very good topic and ma'am was like okay put it and that's how you know last uh, like this magazine uh, this year's magazine was on the theme of pluralism and it turned it turned out to be really great and i believe diplomacy is just something that we all do in our lives even if we don't know it or not i mean you guys must know when to ask your parents for something you know the <laughs> opportune time that's basically mm-hmm. what diplomacy is you know when to ask what to ask how to ask and that's a, a human nature some have it better than others and some ha- don't i might say um i don't have words because your stories both of your stories are so interesting they're so inspiring uh and you both point out this very 
important thing that you start of diplomacy at a very young age even though you know it or not right even though if we are aware or we are not you start diplomacy uh, from a very young age and you know like like you give examples from college uh, i think it brings out this very important point that uh, college is this one stage where you can develop your diplomatic skills um so uh, neeraj uh, because you are the president of the sociology uh, sociological club right and can you enlighten us why diplomacy is important in a society for students and for one's career and maybe tell us how diplomacy looks in the modern landscape okay i'll certainly try my best uh, to answer i what i feel is a very nuanced qu- question anyway um so again uh, firstly in society as i said almost everyone uses diplomacy okay for example it starts off with your family you know when to ask your parents or what it starts off you know in your class like for example you will have these little trade offs that you know with your friends when you are little you know uh, oh you know if you bring the ball uh, if you bring the ball you can bat for t- five five minutes or something like that uh, and those are just you know just a small i would say a small places from where diplomacy springs forth but when you come out into the real world that's always diplomacy because uh, your interview is basically an act of diplomacy because you're convincing them why your that company or that firm needs you and why you are essential and why would you why would you be a very good fit to that firm so diplomacy is something inherent for example even in student life when you had your college interview that was an act of diplomacy you would have been asked questions and often times in question and when they ask questions they just don't want to check your knowledge they want to check how how you answer answer it so that's also one of the facets of diplomacy um also when you you know come to your career that is you know your actual career there will be you know little trade offs like you might have a very envious colleague who you know and you might you know sort of get, try get you know really angry at him and that would potentially have very major consequences for your career because that doesn't give you a, of a good look okay but again if you go about it diplomatically you potentially end up being in a higher trade off than where you were it is a much better payoff for example i just like to give the example of for example we have someone like steve jobs and we all know the story of steve jobs but uh, but in short so when he was fired from apple he could have gone about it two ways he could have you know ha- you know just you know slopped around sued the company and all that but instead what he chose to do was you know he uh, he founded his own company he persevered he founded another company which is called next and next was bought by apple and once he was bought by apple that is once the next company was bought by apple he actually you know very diplomatically managed to engineer his way up to back to the top and that is a feat that is that is very incredible and it is not a something just you know a fairy tale or something out of the movies but that's actually something very real that happened so as a student you know uh, again you will have uh, you know you will have to conduct diplomacy for example if you want to reach someone that is if you want to have, have a position in the in an association you need to be a bit diplomatic no matter how skilled you are you need to be a bit diplomatic to achieve that certain level of example uh, you know you need to have you need to be able to present your skills and uh, in a in a very good way and present your skills in a way that you know the i guess the office bearers who are before you don't get threatened by the skills you need to be very diplomatic about how okay just presentation is uh, i believe is a, a bit brash and cause ma- more harm but if you present yourself and you package yourself very diplomatically that is a great skill to acquire both for your student and career and even for your personal life um, i mean think about it if you have like you know your life partner and you know what best way to avoid quarrels than through diplomacy
So yeah. Well, yeah, that's actually very interesting because uh, the, especially the point you uh, the point you spoke about how you uh, office bearers existing office bearers feel tracked in and stuff, right? Uh, I think that's very important because not only like not only talking about associations but also talking about like companies and organizations. Uh, you everyone has goals. Everyone wants to reach the top of the organization, right? But then, but then not everyone does. So in order for you to you know make your dreams come true, you have to know how to tackle. Uh, you know tactfully deal with people and you know make your way up you can't you can't you can't boast around your skills in in this very open manner that may actually you know backfire and you know your you know your superiors might feel threatened and they might you know demotivate you in many ways that is possible so i, I think that's a, i think that's a very interesting um you know explanation you give uh, tom thank you so much but shruti but shruti if you agree shruti um how how you know how do we achieve these skills what are the skills that are required to be good at diplomacy to to tactfully handle people what do you think are the skills that are needed well um based on what i have experienced uh, you know in josephs and uh, aloysius in my school days um I think a lot of people, you know, when they think about being diplomatic, uh, they think of being assertive. And I think that has never worked to my advantage because uh, I think there's there's a difference with being assertive and getting the job done and being humble and getting the job done. Um, and there's a fine, smart, wise line there. So uh, I have learned that you've got to listen to other people more. Um, Usually when you're, uh, you know, dealing with people, uh, you don't often realize that uh, both parties want the same thing, you know, uh, you, you might realize that only towards the end when all the fighting is done, but uh, you got to take a step back uh, in most of the cases, uh, you know, which I've gone through, got to take a step back and listen to both the parties because that's the main skill, I think, uh, a diplomat or a person who is handling people, you know, needs to know. And you got to understand that in most cases, when both parties want the same thing, it's like uh, six and four makes 10 and also eight and two, you know, maybe the methods that uh, you, you're trying to use may be different, but the end result might be the same. So um, listening is one of the most basic things you, you can do and understanding where the other person comes from. Um, for example, when, uh, you know, during the elections, there's a whole set of people that you need to please, you know. <laughs> so you've got to please people who already know where you come from. And you've got to please the people who do not know where you're coming from, you know, who are completely on the other side of the spectrum. And those people are so important. So um, there are, you've got to understand or make them understand why even though you're different, uh, you have to vote watch for me because we're the same person and the people who already you know you're maybe uh you're culturally this on the same side uh they might be easy uh to persuade you know for voting and stuff but even the little differences there even even though you're from the same cultural background those things matter too so uh trying to listen more to the other person and uh using that to your advantage and understanding that person's background okay why is she thinking that way 
it it has a lot to do with the way they were raised with the, in the places that they uh, come from in their cultural or religious values and you you can do nothing to offend that person because the minute you offend that person that's it game over you've lost uh, so uh, find out the common ground that you people have even though there's there's nothing you know the simplest thing like telling that person we breathe the same air can can do so much uh, good to your uh, to your agenda or to your strategy and um, there's always going to be conflict okay even uh, you know in the most uh, uh, easiest circumstances there's always going to be conf- conflict uh, this is true even when it comes to friends you know you might love each other to death but there's always going to be some tiny disagreement or some tiny fight or conflict so you've got to know that um even though there is conflict it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end work your way around that uh, what sort of words are you using uh, are you using casual language or when talking to someone who prefers to talk formally uh, the smallest uh, you know these tiny details matter so much if someone were to come and talk to me uh, casually about you know um merging uh two associations or doing something great for a fest i wouldn't mind that because uh that's not a big deal for me but i can't go talk to a principal casually i have to use the right words you know <laughs> to get what uh, the students want i cannot uh, be very casual and uh, you know uh, use street language uh, to talk to him so uh, these are a few uh, very important things that uh, i think that are very you know this is so important uh, not just when you think of uh, high level discussions and diplomacy but uh, the basic fact that when you deal with people you have to be diplomatic diplomatic because um you have to listen to them you have to understand the place they come from you have to try and be persuasive uh, per- oh, persuasion is <laughs> it is an art by itself it's so people these days are so difficult uh, to persuade because they think that they are uh, they are right all the time uh another important thing is uh using your words to make sure that the other person doesn't think that they are wrong because once people think that they are wrong they'll try and do so many things to defend themselves and you'll get nowhere in where you want to go so um that's another thing uh, to keep in mind when you're dealing with people don't make them think that they're wrong because then they all get super de- defensive make them think that they're right and how their idea and your idea your idea being the potential better one can be used to you know achieve what both of you guys want and also uh, gathering information when uh, you're dealing with um, when you're dealing with people you know you can't just dive into a situation you can't just dive into a situation without knowing the person without knowing what the extent of the problem is so uh, talk to people understand both their sides gather information particular to the con- uh, you know the context and be an active uh, you know member of both sides uh, you can't be seen as someone who is taking a side uh, you can't i can't come from blue team uh, to solve a problem from of blue team and red team i have to be i am a red team <laughs> my name right um, you know you have to use the situation to know that blue and red can make purple which is so beautiful 
I think I think that the I think you explained all of us very beautifully, Shruti. But you have also highlighted something very important. You know, you've you've noted down you you pointed out so many skills that are required in diplomacy that it brings out the very fact that diplomacy is not a particular skill but a set of many skills. So before you try being diplomatic, you need to first work on your skills like. a communication first work on your skill communication skills then work on your persuasion skills then work on your empathy skills so diplomacy requires a lot of skills together clustered and i think i think that was very important for our listeners to know that you know if you want to know how to deal with people you are not going to learn it at a go you need to first you know you need to first make note of all the various skills that you need to you know develop and then step by step develop these skills which in turn will make you good with dealing with people you know and i think i think i think that's i think that was a very important point that you brought on thank you shruti um but for the sake of our listeners i have to ask you this what has the student council got in mind for this year we're also excited because and like i mean we need some good news shruti because everyone is facing this entire pandemic together we're all very much demotivated we attend online classes and then we also try to be productive after online classes but then again like you know it, it's extremely hard at this time so please give us some good news tell us what the student council is up for this year oh boy so um nothing is formal as of now because you know um, we're still figuring out our way we have to get uh, the rest of the council on board um, it's just the five of us right now uh, the elected members uh, so we have to get our cultural secretaries on board and i'm so uh, excited to you know see that happen it's probably going to happen by the end of uh, next week um one thing for sure that i can tell you is that uh, we're we're all in the same um same uh, mindset you know um my council members we're all thinking the same way and uh one thing that we we have common ground on is how exactly we can uh get the talent out of people and use it you know make the kids you kids <laughs> students use it um throughout their lives you know because um we don't really notice this often because um of you know whatever stream we come from the science stream or the commerce or art stream because there's not a lot of intermingling but there are some damn fine artists out there and i'm not just um talking about um um just photographers or or musicians or you know poets or you know sketch artists you know there are talents out there that uh, that that have to be dug out from students and i'm excited to do that because uh, quite frankly uh, supporting local artists you know from our own college it means a lot because uh, you never know where that small push or that where that small nudge might get them later in their lives and we don't realize how brilliantly talented our college is i can't even put it to words i've met so many people the past uh, two years and even um just these months i've been discovering people who are incredible they they're so blessed and they don't even realize it so um we've come up with a sort of plan um to edify their skills <laughs> and to make sure that if we could put them on a platform 
not just in college, but uh, there are so many other um, platforms outside college, you know, where they could uh, put up a show and gain following or learn more about how they could be a better artist. So this is something that I personally am, it's like my baby, you know, I'm going to do this. I will do this. Uh, if I don't do anything else in college, this is the one thing that I will do. I will help the local artists in college. Uh, if you're a photographer, um, a musician, tell me what it is that you can do. Even if you can do a backflip, let me know because I want to help you do more backflips. So uh, that is one thing that I can tell you. Um, edifying uh, the blessings uh, that we already have, you know, in terms of skills, uh, that is one thing that we're really looking forward to. Well, uh, I, I must say that makes me really excited and like truly you are the president we deserve. Uh, but Neeraj, uh, tell us, tell us what the Sociological Association does. What, it's your, what is your vision, your mission? What plans do you have this year? I've heard you guys have really big plans this year. So I'm sure our listeners, I'm sure everyone wants to know what the Sociological Club or the Sociological Association of our college, right, which is so famously known as the Social Zest, has, you know, in mind for this year. Uh, hi, so uh, what I would like to say about Social Zest is that, again, um, so basically sociology is the study of society and where and we are a very how do we say an active society that is you know an active uh sorry an active association where we have a lot of activities in a year but you know it was always my goal to have the social zest go online like whereas a lot of associations these days are online like w WMA and such we you know i really wanted the sociological association to go online social zest to go online and that's one of the first things that we have done. For example, all the webinars that we have done are now uploaded on YouTube. Or um, the events that were conducted since then, you know, um, so our head of department of sociology, Beryl Ma'am, just retired. So uh, under the guidance of Maria Ma'am, the coordinator for uh, the department of sociology, we we collected a lot of videos from all these ex-students. And Beryl Ma'am has been a teacher for a professor for the last 36 years. That's like double my age almost. So um so you know we collected a lot of videos from all our students and we put it up on youtube so that that is one thing we also started an instagram uh cha instagram channel where you know a lot of people are not aware of sociology what it is what it entails so we want to make sociology available to the everyday student in our college because it's a very cool subject but one doesn't get very uh, much much traction it's, it's often confused with something like social work or something but it's something aware it's a very different uh, subject and it's a very interesting one and also so one of my main plans this year is you know we have uh, we are planning to make at least one or two documentaries this year focusing on some social problems uh, because you know uh, so we are, that is what we have done we have evolved our wing that you know that was used to say documentation wing and we have all evolved that into documentary wing and this wing you know is uh, we are gonna make documentaries that is one of the small things that we are gonna do uh we are gonna have a lot of interesting you know i would say i i would not say debates but discussions and these discussions are something that you know even a non-social student will want to participate for example something like veganism or something you know something like a, a very you might think mundane topic might also we we are gonna have discussions on those topics to show how relevant they are to society 
so uh that is something that i've planned and again uh we are also planning to you know uh make our magazine we have a very good magazine called gusto uh it's an in-house publication and so gusto uh, and we are planning to uh, you know really work on gusto this year really transform it uh it is already great we are planning to make it greater and then i'm also working on the how do you say a uh, secret project uh, which will be something like an entire departmental effort uh, so the details are not sketched out yet and you know i really need to uh, have it solidified you know and everything before i can tell you but i'm happy to you know tell you that this year so uh, you know the whole team has a lot of aspirations from social zest in fact we want to make social zest into something that you know when you look back at like let's say like 10 years into your into your career or 20 years when you look back you know and someone asks you you actually mentioned that you know hey so i was part of social zest so that is what you know briefly my what i aim to transform social zest into wow i mean that's that's extremely great tom uh, i i you you sounded like a very good leader when you said you you know have you have bigger plans for social zest and you want people to look uh, you know from the future they, uh, you want people to say that you know social zest is something that made me who i am today um so i i, I think that's really great um and also you rightly pointed out uh, nowadays a lot of our association almost all associations in our college have you know taken this uh, social platform uh, very seriously uh, because like honestly we can't do anything we are in uh, we are in quarantine so like a lot of these uh, associations including the ecel you know under 25 and the 25 is doing extremely well i'm so i'm so happy for under 25 they're doing so well when it comes to you know the social aspect of things uh the social media aspect of things uh, e- even open heart all of these associations wma all every other association is doing so much uh, and i want to tell one thing to our listeners that if you feel like you want to be more productive you want to you know engage in more activities uh, please please just open your instagram and visit our college association pages because o- almost all of our associations are actively you know organizing things you know and uh, for for you people during quarantine so i think everyone should be a part of this and i think today's discussion was really great guys i'm so i'm so happy you both came on board but before before we sign off uh for today, from today's episode i want to ask you this one thing right do you guys have anything to tell to our listeners for one final time you know in terms of how to deal with people you know in a very uh, tactful way in a very friendly and uh, you know Uh, in a very engaging way in a very beneficial way at the same time so what 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 do you guys have to say one final thing one piece of advice all of them can take away shruti why don't you start well uh i would say um be kind to everyone you know uh, don't try to be uh, passive aggressive be kind so that uh, you know you trust people and people trust you and uh, keep a smile on your face always it doesn't uh, it won't hurt anyone and um, make your moves uh, slowly don't rush into things you know that's uh, that's it's very important i think uh, that's that's all i've got to say neeraj um i would like to you know tell people that the best diplomacy is diplomacy not seen okay uh, these days uh, why you know being diplomatic uh, is associated with a very negative character when you talk about it it's because people think that's not being the true you like you're hiding something or you know you're a bit deceitful but 
diplomacy is just you know presenting the best of you while also while also have while all you know just you know managing to how do you say coat over the worst of you and and it's always best when you know when you are so good at diplomacy people don't notice that you are being diplomatic and you still get you know your point across so although you might fail on this a couple of times in the end you'll get it hmm i definitely agree with the both of you to be very honest because the both of you give very two different insights and approaches on how to deal with people you know and that only makes this episode a massive success however unfortunately we have now come to the end of today's episode thank you so much shruti and neeraj to take some time of your busy schedules for this podcast you guys have been incredibly supportive definitely tune in next week for one more crazy episode guys sending all our love and good vibes yours truly josephite